brings America. I am Killface. Don't bother flicking your infernal remotes. I've taken over your airwaves. Now, I trust you're all comfy on your tacky sofas from rooms to go. Lots of nibbles close at hand. Well, tuck in. Welcome, this is TV Donut. I'm Piers Ray. Uh, and I'm Saskia. And I'm Hannah. You're joining us for another week. This week we're talking about uh, Adam Reed's Adult Swim Frisky Dingo. Frisky Dingo! Frisky! A great Dingo. name. Great name for a series. I've been having fun saying it for the last few weeks. We actually haven't recorded in a while because Saskia went on a little holiday. To the homeland. And so yes. we've known for a few weeks now that we've been going to watch this. So yeah, I've been running around asking everybody, like, have you heard of Frisky Dingo? And the answer has been unanimously no. No. Really? Yeah. From oh, man. I've not, I have also not found anybody, although I haven't asked as many people, I assume. That's, well, I mean, it's... You know, a handful. I wasn't yeah, running I through the streets taking a poll or anything. <laughs> I was just randomly going around saying Frisky Dingo. Yeah. It's a fun thing to say. A fun it thing is. to say. Exactly. This, this show is full of fun things to say. Yeah. Um, and fun things in general. Yeah, it's a fun show. Fun. It's very light. It's late fun. night. It's meant for stoners. This is also our 419 show. Tomorrow's 420. So, I mean, we didn't plan it this way, but I think it's nice that... Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, for whoever's celebrating. I mean, you can listen uh, to this about a month after 420 happens. And... Only 11 minutes, so it's great for those with short attention spans. Mm-hmm. Yes. It goes by so fast, I thought. Every episode was just like, whoa, it's over. Yeah, it's very quick, very sudden. I thought, I'd, I think it may have been the second episode that I watched, that that one was going on for a very long time, because I knew it was only going to be 11 minutes, so I was expecting it to be over really quickly. Right. But a lot of stuff happened in it. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I still there's still time left in this episode. It's crazy. I, yeah, I don't think that it feels short. I just feel like it packs every scene. They use every scene to as much possible advantage plot-wise and joke-wise as they can. Mm -hmm. So this is like constantly just throwing things at you. It's a little bit weirdly what people say about Gilmore Girls, how like everyone talks so fast and there's so many references. Yeah, it's really deep and sometimes you have to pause and look something up and did I actually get all the jokes in that scene? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I haven't, I don't know about you guys, I haven't watched a lot of 11-minute shows. I mean, I've seen a bit of Robot Chicken here and there, which is hilarious. I also haven't yeah. seen as many. I've saw, um, seen a couple episodes of Adventure Time. Right? The, I think Children's Hospital Children's is another one. Is probably the first Emmy Award-winning one. Right. I don't know if any other 11-minutes. It's mostly in kids' cartoons. Yeah. And yeah. in late-night stoner TV. But right. I've seen a well, lot Well, with kids' cartoons, it. I think it makes total sense to have, like, I don't know if Dora the Explorer is 15 minutes long, but, I mean, kids, you know, they don't, they're not focusing on a 30-minute story. Yeah. And, I mean, they, I feel like a lot of the time they used to do that anyways, where, like, a half-hour cartoon, like, say, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would have been split up into two storylines. Yeah. Instead of one long one. Definitely. I feel like a few more minutes would have been great. Like, I know, obviously, the extra four minutes are the commercials. Yeah. But if it was on a network that, like, or on a Netflix, let's say, like, I think 15-minute episodes could could work. Well, it's so easy to binge watch something. Because, like, this is only 13 episodes for the first season of Frisky. So it's yeah, oh two God. and a half hours. It doesn't take long at all. It's nothing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Compared to uh, Eureka, which was our uh, last episode, where the pilot was an hour and a half long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge difference from yes, uh, our last episode. Uh, do we have any facts or figures about Frisky Dingo that we wanted to put out there before we start talking about it? Uh 
it's funny that you say you think it's it could be longer since I think that this is like uh, this is Adam Reed, creator, writer, producer, uh, also voice actor. I don't know if you guys know this. He plays Xander Ray. Cruz and Killface, the villain and the hero. Yeah, and so, he also he's Ray on Archer, which Ray I Gillette. didn't know that he actually acted on the show. Yeah, yeah. He, I thought he was just the creator. The I, voice is exactly the same. It yeah. is. Yeah. I found the first episode extremely distracting because I could only hear that Archer character's voice when he was talking. And I was just like, wow, he's doing the exact same voice. And then, of course, Xander Cruz Mm -hmm. is a definite prototype for For Archer. Archer. I mean, he almost behaves exactly like him. Archer's nicer than Xander Cruz. You think so? He cares about, like, Archer actually cares about things. I don't know. And then seems to... He doesn't uh, care about a lot of things. He's got a lot of things, (laughs) but he cares about his kid. Yeah, definitely. Only recently, those are things. Only recently, he's changed. He's Which I, as yeah. a person, I am not. I have only strange. seen the first couple of seasons. Okay, so let's get into the synopsis. And what we did for this one, because it was only an eleven-minute episode, is we watched the first two episodes mm-hmm. of season one and the last two episodes of season one. Which, luckily, because if we hadn't seen episodes one and two of this, you would because episode one only introduces the villain. <laughs> yeah. Episode two <laughs> only introduces the hero, like and quote unquote hero and villain on both. I was gonna say which is which. Killface is clearly the hero At, by the end of it. Yeah, by the end of it, yes. Like I say, Xander Cruz doesn't like anyone. At least Killface thing. has a kid <laughs> that he likes. Oh, does he? Oh, <laughs> I have so much to say about that. Okay, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, so the pilot episode of Frisky Dingo is Frisky Dingo. entitled Meet Killface. Killface, supervillain extraordinaire and loving father, there you go, has mm-hmm. just begun his quest to destroy the world by smashing it into the sun using the Annihilatrix. A massive jet engine. However, due to construction cost overruns, he's unable to strike terror into the hearts of the populace about his nefarious scheme and must rely on a direct mailing campaign. So that's a pretty great description. Uh, so then for episode two, where, like you said, mm-hmm. we meet our <laughs> hero? villain? It's a villain? I don't know. Uh, which is entitled yeah. Meet Awesome X, billionaire tycoon Xander Cruz and his alter ego superhero Awesome X have a problem. Billionaire tycoon Xander Cruz has frittered away the literally billions of dollars amassed by his murdered parents, <laughs> so he mortgages the company to produce a line of Awesome X action figures. The only catch is he needs a supervillain doll. Yeah, he needs a supervillain doll so that he can... Because Awesome X has killed off all the other supervillains, yes. which, by the way, he's a violent superhero. He <laughs> kills the villains. He doesn't... Yes. Absolutely. Unlike traditional superheroes, yeah. he, he doesn't mind just blindly murdering the bad guys, as well as, it sort of seemed like um, he doesn't really mind other people just, you know, dying because they were no. in the way. No. Like, when He's... we meet him at the beginning of the second episode, uh, the reporter is literally says... Oh, Grace Ryan, his yeah. girlfriend, who for some reason doesn't realize he's Awesome <laughs> X, even though she interviews him after every fight. The city burns is the first line in the second episode. It's like, you know, <laughs> he's he's killed all the supervillains, but he's also lit the entire city on fire. So how much good is he really doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Killface. So the first... Do you want to say something? No. I just, my favorite part, there, well, I had two favorite parts of the opening scene, where you see Killface, he's talking directly into a camera, yes. giving a speech, and, and to me, you know, 
it felt like we were supposed to think like this was worldwide and everybody was watching him, right? Yeah. I certainly felt that way. And then we pull back and he's completely naked. <laughs> oh yeah. He's <laughs> But he's also he's not got a human. No genitals. He has no genitals, that's true, but he is buck naked. And I think that really sets the tone for the whole show of like how serious we're going to take this person and how serious he is at, you know, he's sort of like a Dr. Evil type character where it's like, yeah, he, he has all these crazy plans, but you know, there's no way it's ever going to work out. So like, do you really even need to worry about him? <laughs> and then my second favorite part is in the speech that he's giving, he says, gusto. Oh, go for the gusto. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he hit that line, I was like, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to like this show. Yeah. Like, my favorite part is really just the little tiny one-liners or the way he chooses to pronounce certain phrases. I wrote down a bunch of my favorite lines. Oh, good. So the whole, like, his style, Adam Reed's style of comedy is so conversational. It's it just... was hilarious. So, yeah, I really liked Kill Face right from the beginning. What did you think? I did also. Good. I was worried when I was re-watching this because I'd forgotten... Um, it pulls back to reveal Killface is there with his media team yes. filming this message, and it's uh, two Brent, twins, two twins, two and twins, one Brent male and Trent who have been kidnapped from UCLA by Killface. Yes, and the female is Valerie. Yes. Valerie, who is played by uh, uh, Amber Nash, Pam. who's already Pam. Yes, um, and I just want to point out, like he's not from Archer, but Brendan Small plays his the two twins. Plays Brent and Trent. Okay, yeah, yeah. and he's. Amazing. Well, both of which are. So, yeah, he's kidnapped them. He's he's forcing them to help him get out the message that he has built this annihilatrix, mm -hmm. and he plans to use it to drive the Earth into the sun and destroy the world. I mean, we don't ever get to find out sort of why he wants to do I that, thought, do I we? think he's blackmailing them. Um, and I also, a little bit more is given in the second season of the show. Right. That kind of about suggests why there's a motivation. Killface wants to destroy the earth. Yes. Okay. So we can talk about that a little bit. What I also loved in this scene, I don't know if you guys noticed, but they used the like law and order dun dun. <laughs> made oh, yeah. me laugh bum, so bum. hard. I was like, that's so out of place. It's just such a random joke to it, do. Yeah, it's a deep show. Lots yeah. of lots of weird pulls from everywhere. So uh, they end up telling him that they end up telling Killface they can't afford this massive media buyout that he wants. He wants this commercial that he's just made, the speech given on every channel in the world, basically, mm -hmm. he says, and they're like, you know, do you have $20 billion? $20. Yeah, what are you going to do? And Which is great, because yeah. it's just a lot of chat, a lot of inside baseball talk. About. So he freaks out, and he kills them both. Well, he only kills one at first. Yes. He kills one at first, then he takes uh, the remaining two media team members to see the Annihilatrix, his yes. uh, engineer Phil and calls Where he down. points out that he does have the $20 billion all in the parts of the Annihilatrix. Which is still unfinished and kind of kind of mm -hmm. ramshackle. Yes, yeah, it looks rough. And he's using Trent as a, a puppet, the top half of Trent's body. This is what I was worried about. <laughs> to tell jokes. I thought, I thought that this, like gory hand puppet ventriloquist dummy would be would would put you guys off the show. Was, why would you think that? I didn't love it, but it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, and with me cartoon violence weirdly is okay. Oh, okay. It doesn't feel as real and cartoon characters don't react to pain usually. <laughs> you do see like there are certain scenes in Family Guy that have gotten so excessively violent that I no longer watch it anymore. Like you know, with like the chicken Peter and the chicken, sequences? and that yeah. there's certain things with Stewie and oh. um, 
or Brian. The dog, uh, Brian, thank you. I'm that's thinking of an episode where Brian gets like all the bones taken out of his bathroom, face. A scene in the bathroom that I remember where they were beating each other. Anyways, I just, ugh. But usually with cartoons, I'm, it's a little easier for me because it doesn't, it doesn't feel real. Yeah. Plus those dudes, even when they were whole, didn't feel real. They didn't feel like, they were just like these like filmmaker, like like you said, like stereotypical like Yeah, like LA angry, guys. we know what we're doing, just let us yeah. tell you what to do. It was pretty hilarious. So then we, that's, then we hear about young Simon. Yes, his son. Do we find out about him in the first episode? Yes. Yeah, uh, he's just briefly mentioned, we don't get to find out who he is. I okay. assumed it was going to be his kid, just because that's the funniest thing for it to be. But we don't, yeah, we don't see him. We just, um, he gets mentioned. He gets asked about. So here's what I want to talk about with Pierce, which okay. we should have mentioned at the top, is this is another special episode, because you've seen every oh, episode seen of I the show. It. And Saskia and I haven't seen no episodes, and are, I, I don't know if you're confused, but I was very confused. It's well. This is a tough show to follow, because every episode goes right into the next one, and you... But that's good. It makes it yeah. for a good donut. You've got a lot to guess at. It does. And I was expecting the show to be not as serialized as it because is. Because it's a comedy. I thought it was actually just going to be one episode and then have nothing to do with the next episode. Oh, no. Pretty much. No, I didn't even know if the characters essential. were going to be the same. Mm. Well, okay. So the, the biggest thing I didn't understand in the first two episodes, because they, they are pretty um, straightforward, like, you know, meet our villain, meet our hero, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Was Valerie with the geisha thing? Oh, yeah. Why does he do that? Another thing that I saw, I'm like, oh, that's going to come up. They're not going to like that. Why, why is she doing it? Why is she doing it? Well, I, th- I feel like he's forcing her to do it. But then she's still doing it in the later <laughs> episodes when she's not with him. That's the way this lo- the logic of this show works is uh, they just, I'm guessing they basically, once um, Killface has killed off the other two members of his PR team, uh, all that remains is Valerie, who. Pitches him on basically a postcard plan. Send yeah. out a million postcards. Mail outs. That's You'll all be... they can afford is mail outs. Because very sad. it was so funny that the, the, the DVD has finally come out of his video of him threatening to propel the earth into the sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the DVD costs $380 per, per DVD unit? per unit. Which uh, is insane. Which, yeah, ridiculous. Is there any DVD on Earth you would pay $400 for? Well, no. No. And I, I don't get, like, they, those, this team is, ter- this PR team is terrible at their job. Oh, obviously. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. What's your point? Well, that's why they have to sell the postcards. Yes, yes. They need the, the postcard scheme because they need to make more money. Right. they don't have any because, well, yes. But, uh, there Valerie... was a, sorry, there's a line in that scene with Killface and Valerie when she was dressed up at the geisha when she insists that that's all they can afford, and he beats the crap out of her, which is another part of that scene. I'm sure you were like, wow, they're not going to love this. And he says, you made me do that. Well, he is a villain. And he says it again in the finale when he beats someone else up. He's like, you made me do that. It's like, wow, you really don't take responsibility for your decisions there, Killface. He is a super villain. He is trying to destroy the Earth. Yeah, so there's only um, two more things that happen in the first episode. We meet Sin. His bodyguard slash cybernetic assistant. Butler. Okay, I wasn't sure. Like, we don't really see her again. Not, she doesn't have a big part yet. She becomes like her own, she gets her own storyline. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, I remember her now. So I was wondering, like, is she like a, like a butler or like a prostitute? She's not a prostitute. She's like a butler slash bodyguard. She doesn't have sex with him? No, 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 no. Nothing, nothing like that. he doesn't, he doesn't have... 
Oh yeah, I guess and so. And he does She would he either. Is, He's a yeah. weird alien. He's got like raptor legs. But he legs. has a son. How does he have a well, son if he has no genitalia? Genetic? Maybe think... it's not just in the place that it would traditionally go on oh, humans. I don't want to think about where his I genitals are. I mean, he's completely are. naked no, though. Good... Like, could be in his mouth, I guess. <laughs> Maybe he's got like a hatch. That should have been one of alien our donut reproduction questions. is a mystery. <laughs> How did he have that him. baby and who with? Uh, yeah, so the last thing we see in the first episode is the mail-out plan. Mm-hmm. One of the postcards gets delivered to a house, and all we see is the name, which is Xander Cruz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which sets us up for the second episode where we meet Xander Cruz. I yes. Just, before we go on, yep. the geisha thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I yeah. just wanted to say that they force Valerie, uh, basically Killface takes her hostage, and, um... She winds up in a geisha costume for no reason in particular other than it looks interesting. I think there was a line in that scene where Killface was like, ugh, are we doing the geisha <laughs> thing again? Yeah. Right. So I think that was implying, like, she probably has various outfits that he has. That, that, she, that he that runs his hostages through? At one through. time, like, pleased him for some reason. Yeah. And, like, even... But he's clearly not having sex with her, so it's just like a high right. culture well, thing. He wants a geisha Maybe. It's confused me that she was still dressed like that when she was trying to assassinate him. I'm assuming they didn't give her any other clothes. I have no <laughs> idea. It's, it's, uh, you can't overthink stuff like that in the show. I think it's just there. Because it's funny. Oh man! To see someone it was. See, I didn't. I didn't think about it, it anymore. Was, honestly, than it, it was. was the one thing in all four episodes that I was like, I don't get why this is like what it's adding to it, or why they chose a gate. I don't know. It they just, just weird. It's uh, it's a very it's over very the top random. and very yeah. silly show. I, I thought maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I missed something. Anyways, so Especially, yeah. Okay. I didn't think about it at all. It's, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's like weird details that stick with you. Well, I'm thinking right now, when we come back in episodes 12 and 13, the first thing we see of Killface and Xander Cruz is that they are both wearing like these weird eyeglasses with like comical eyes. But we don't actually know it's Xander Cruz because he's a blonde dude with long blonde hair. You hear his voice right away. But that's the other but thing. But they he's both also have the same voice, so hair. that's... Do you find Kill... I, but Kill I think Killface has a different voice. Oh, they sound different. I'm yeah. just saying they're being voiced by the same man. Yeah. Yeah, so Awesome X, a.k.a. Xander Cruz, uh, he, they hit the the murdered parents thing, like, so many times in the second episode. Like Batman. Episode. Yep. Oh, like it's fantastic. every superhero. It's like, they all have dead parents, right? Like, Spider-Man and... Well, Xander Cruz is like Bruce Wayne, but the actual image that Bruce Wayne projects himself to be, that... Oh, like a philandering playboy kind of a jerk. Yes, and that's actually who he is, Xander Cruz. Like, not pretending to be, he is that... In the the second, when we meet him in the second episode. Yeah, he's dating a reporter, Grace Ryan, and his, his... Uh, what's his name? Is it Philip that's uh, insisting that he learns? Stan is his oh, business Dan, manager. Right. Okay. So Stan's his business manager. He's they all look the same. Well, in, sort of. Well, they had he had that boardroom meeting with a where bunch everybody of looks his the clones. same. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Stan is uh, the head of Xander Cruz Company. He runs it for him, and then spends most of his time berating Xander for fucking up the business. But he's also used Cruz Tech to clone himself. So the entire boardroom is just a bunch of old men with. They, they kind of all look like Wilford Brimley. Yeah, And they all bit. say harumph a lot. Yeah, they don't harumph. talk much. So yeah, he tells uh, Xander he needs to learn the business and he needs to fire the exticles. Uh, we should specify the reason that he needs... Like, the reason that Xander has frittered away all the money, like the most recent thing in the episode, is uh, Grace comes home 
to catch him in bed with a prostitute and to hide from her, he puts on his awesome X-Max. Yes. Which then, so then he has to bribe this prostitute with a million dollars to tell, not to tell the world that he's awesome X. Uh, it was five million dollars. Oh, sorry, it was five. That was immediately after the scene where um, Stan tells him to fire the x girls. He insists he's not going to do that. He'll oh, figure it out. you're right. Then the situation with the hooker mm-hmm. puts him five million dollars in debt, and Stan uses that to say, well, there, there goes your five million, now you have to fire the Exticles. Can you explain a little more about what the Exticles are? Uh, yes, please. the Exticles, a silly name. By the it's way, great name. fun fact, they got their own spin-off show after this, oh, for like one season. I love the scene, there's a brief scene in one of, I don't know if it's the second to last episode, or the, I think it must be the last one, where there's like a lady Exticle, like hiding among... The men? Oh. That was really this funny. This is going to be interesting. Okay. I can't wait to bring this up. But um, the Exticles are... Xander Cruz doesn't have any superpowers. He just has a lot of money, so he has like a uh, kind of a shield-type flying heli base with a bunch of guys in robot suits on it that fight for him. So they're men in robot suits. They're, they're not actual robots. robots? Nope. Okay, I totally thought they were robots. You may have noticed that one of them had their pants off in the last few episodes. Yes, he's wearing boxer shorts. He's wearing boxer right. shorts. I so, have thought um, about that. They're just yeah. normal people, but they're entirely dependent on Xander Cruz, and he comes up to the base to as Awesome X, because for some reason even the Exicles don't know his secret identity, it seems, in that oh, second episode. okay. Because he blames it on Xander Cruz. Right. He's like, yeah, Xander gives us the money, and he says we don't have any money anymore, so... Oh, uh, you're right, of course. They're yeah, immediately right. furious with him. That's right, yeah. We should kill that guy. No, we don't need to... They were really was... funny. Like, when they said Exicles, I was really picturing it was going to be, like, a bunch of, like, half-naked women with big guns. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was totally different. They that... were, like, weird stormtroopers. Yeah. That would have been totally appropriate yeah. for this show. So he shows up to fire them and he thinks he's getting ambushed when in fact they're trying to throw him a surprise party. Yes. yes. He kills several of them. And then he fires them all. Yeah. So yeah, we do get to see what kind of a, a good man he is good for a superhero. Yeah. You definitely do make the argument that maybe he is the villain. Although, I'm trying to remember now, uh, doesn't it cut away and he ends up not firing them because this is where he comes up with the plan to sell action figures based on Awesome X and just find a new supervillain to sell the toys. Yeah, so he figures out that he... Because they give him the doll as a gift, That's right? That's right. They made him a prototype Awesome X doll as a birthday yeah, gift. Yeah, and when he sees the doll, he thinks, oh my gosh, I can use these to make money. So he presents that idea to Stan mm-hmm. and then we have the Watley scene with the... Cause which was sickening. It was so gross. Really gross. That was my least favorite part of the episode. Watley is an office assistant at Xander Cruz Company, and he is turned into... He cuts his hands off and puts, like, lobster claws. The Dread Lobster. Yes, and they call him the Dread Lobster because they need a villain for Awesome X. Like, no one's going to be interested in a superhero if there's no villains to fight. Yes, and this man is as white as a ghost. Yeah, he looks like he's going to die. He gets whiter. Yeah, and he nearly does die. Oh, man. It was really gross. <laughs> yeah. I love... Watley is such a great character. So, obviously, they know that's not going to work out because no one's going to be scared of a dying man with lobster claws. Uh, but, fortunately, at the very end of the episode, Xander Cruz gets Kill Face's postcard. So, apparently, it's been there the whole time. Yeah. And well, it's been there since the beginning because we saw get delivered right yes. at the end of the first episode and it kind of sets it up that xander has a reason to support Killface, keep him alive bring him in 
Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. It's he like needs a... him. Yeah, absolutely. Which explains, well, sort of explains why they were such good friends by the end of it and not as Xander Cruz, but as Barnaby Jones. Yes. Yeah, well, the Barnaby Jones thing is the biggest mystery, I think, that we could discuss of, of why he decided to take on someone else's personality and start following Killface around. Like, what is he... <laughs> is, yeah. is Killface such a terrible villain that he needs help to succeed so that he's a genuine threat? Like, that yeah. might make sense, I guess. I... You can't say. I what can't do you think, say. Saskia? Why... Okay, so we should probably explain. Let's but let me we'll, read yeah. the uh, synopsis for the last two episodes, Please. and then Go we can ahead. talk about Barnaby Jones. Because I honestly, the whole first episode wasn't a hundred percent sure. The the second to last episode, the penultimate episode, penultimate fighting, which is a which great is penultimate. It's a great pun. I love the word penultimate. I like feel extremely smart that I know what it means, and most people don't. So I like to drop it. That and defenestrate, which I learned Ooh, as a child. That's a great yes. one. Yeah, gotta love a good, good word. So yeah, when I was watching the penultimate episode, I uh, wasn't sure, a hundred percent sure that Xander Cruz and uh, Barnaby Jones oh, well, were I the see. same person. I didn't either. Interesting. I suspected, and I was going to be annoyed if it wasn't. Yeah. Because the voice... I was like, we would have... To me, I don't know why. You mentioned the glasses, but it was the glasses to me that made me think it was him. I don't know why. The glasses are ridiculous. It was, like, I didn't notice the voice. The glasses um, give them... Uh, the glasses are like black, thick-rimmed spectacles that give each yeah. of them weird, miscolored eyes that are way too big for their face. Yeah. It's uh, it's very... I love it. It's very... See, I cartoony. wrote down at the beginning, I was like, I wrote down Kill Face and Blondie because I didn't... <laughs> Okay, penultimate fighting. Equipped only with a map, a bag of radishes, and <laughs> brand new eyes goggling about in their heads, Killface and billionaire tycoon Xander Cruz, a.k.a. Barnaby Jones, attempt to rescue Simon from the evil clutches of master criminal Torpedo Vegas. Great, I was never able to catch his name. Who instantly captures them, of course, and then forces yeah. them to fight to the death. Could this be the end? Okay, and then the final episode, which is called Thrust Issues. Uh, Another good dirty pun. With everything resolved, Killface tries to buy the Annihilatrix back after Phil sells it to the Arabs. Meanwhile, Xander Cruz exacts his revenge on Stan until he finds out his entire fortune was invested into Killface's Annihilatrix. (laughs) A lot of spoilers in those two. Holy cow. That's okay, though. Yeah. There's a lot that's... Even with those summaries, nothing from the episodes that you guys have missed has really been explained. There's so much no. that goes on. Yes. So, yeah. When the penultimate fighting episode starts, yes. uh, Torpedo Vegas... Who's kind of a Chinatown gangster, it's implied. Yes, they frequently reference the fact that they love Chinatown. Chinatown. There's something episode. for everybody. Uh, uh, has captured uh, Killface and Barnaby Jones... Who are there looking for Simon? Now, it is Simon. Okay, I missed it. I rewinded it two times because I couldn't hear what they were saying, but it was Simon. Do you know from your perspective, having if you've if you've watched the episodes before, yeah. that uh, Xander is Barnaby? Uh, yes. Okay. It is a long, strange road that leads there, but right. it's and it's not. So an don't adult. tell us because we're going to talk about how we think that might have happened. But Please. I just wanted to know. I mean, it seemed obvious that. The audience would know that, but of course, Saskia and I didn't know that because mm-hmm. we hadn't seen the other <laughs> the other episodes. So yeah, they're there to rescue Simon, who's been kidnapped. 
We also don't know why that happened, so that's another thing we can sort of talk about. The one thing I did want to mention uh, in this episode, did you notice the, the lady that was lying down in front of him covered in sushi? Oh, yes. yes. Torpedo Vegas is eating um, sushi off of a nude woman. Yeah, she's literally just lying there. No one mentions it, and she doesn't move. It, it was then. It's so strange. It's just Something like in Greek when Rusty is drinking a shot off that lady. No, there's also on this, the episode of Sunny where Charlie and Frank go to dinner with the Asian businessmen and they eat sushi off the woman. Yeah, it's a frequent um, joke. I don't know if that yeah. means it's a frequent occurrence in life. But... Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, it has to have <laughs> it, come from somewhere. I'm yeah, sure it does that, that it like does there happen, was like sure. a weird time. We're at like Hollywood parties. That was like a cool thing when like sushi got really hip. I don't know. I don't, but who would want to do that? I'm sad we missed it. Uh, so yes, uh, I'm sure you could find it Tor- somewhere. Torpedo Vegas uh, insists that um, Killface and Barnaby Jones fight to death in his arena. Arena. Right. So instead of rap- rabbit fights, rabbits which, with knives tied which, to them. Uh, our our intrepid reporter is there to capture for her Peabody. Yeah, Grace Ryan thinks she can win a Peabody. She's the worst reporter in the world. By she the way. She's was having some troubles in this episode. Another thing maybe we could talk about right now, which she was referenced all through this episode, is that she has ants in her brain. Oh, Radioactive ants. She's taking poison. So how how did she get ants in her brain? So I don't want to know. I don't know. The ants is among. The worst, three worst things. Ants? Ever. I hate them more than anything. ants? Ooh, a new fear. That's good to know. I hate them. Like all types of ants? Yo, they're terrible. Are they your least favorite bug? Yeah. Least favorite. insect, I guess. Any living thing, pretty. Yeah. Wow. Least favorite. Ants? Ants. They're so harmless. I mean, they are super strong. Oh, there's a, there's, I had a terrible incident as a child. Have you ever seen the movie Ants? I have. That would turn you around. I used to like it. They're pretty nice. Before, before it happened. Is that Woody Allen? Stallone? Oh, he is in that, yeah. Uh, I like that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, she, uh, she does have ants in her brain. I'm not going to say anything else on it. I want to hear what your guys' guesses are. I'm trying to think of, like, how you would get ants radioactive. That line happened so many times. Like, are you taking ant poison? That's a good idea. Yeah, they (laughs) they referenced it several times in 11 minutes that she was taking rat poison, ant poison, to kill the ants in her brain. Disgusting. Uh, Yeah, I honestly can't think of, like, even a clever guess of, like... Did she? She must have swallowed them, right? Okay, let's say I say she was camping, and she fell in a, a honey a honey trap. I don't know what that is. It was like a bucket, like a, like a thing of honey, thing of honey that a bear left or something. I don't know why bears because Woody Zakula likes honey. And then the ants crawled all over, and then they crawled in her, and then they went in her brain. You know what? That's about half correct. Oh, I was so close. That's about half right, but pretty good. Okay, what happened? I, I feel like there were evil evil things involved in the fact that she had brain ants in her brain, as in somebody else was responsible for it, at least partially. Killface? Well, Killface, possibly. Or- not or so Xander. Much, or Xander, or Xander by accident. Yeah, Xander by well, by complete negligence as usual. Um, sorry, should I just tell you? Yes, go ahead. She, she falls. There's a confrontation on top of the Annihilatrix, and she falls off of it into a vat of radioactive ants. Oh, that Jesus Christ! I think Watley was supposed to be getting rid of for Xander. 
Oh no! It's uh, which is from an even more ridiculous storyline about ant farm keyboards, <laughs> which is like a keyboard with ants in it, and it's like clear glass, so you can see them as you're typing. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> That's Saskia's nightmare. Yes. That's what we should buy yeah, for right. Christmas this year. Let's just Please. make her one. A like clear a homemade keyboard one. full of dead ants. What? Uh, and is that why they broke up? Or did they break up before that? I don't think they're officially broken up. Grace Ryan is kind of a delusional character. I don't feel like she would ever... Like, when she's not doing well at her job, in, in the second episode with Xander, and she calls him, and she's like, you know what, uh, I feel like now that all the supervillains are gone, I'm going to have more time that we can work on us. Like, yeah. she's, she's never going to leave Xander. She's... Okay, so they're still together, we just don't really see it. Well, okay. she's together. She's with him. Xander's not with her. Right, he's you know? not with anybody. He's not with anyone yeah. but Xander. Absolutely. He's totally selfish. Definitely. So, this was one of my favorite lines. Uh, one of the guys in the crowd described... Um, Killface and Barnaby as being like the Sam and Diane of two gay guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought that was so funny. I do like how buddy-buddy they Cheers, are. Cheers, ref. Yeah. No, they, he sings a Best Friends Forever song. Like, this This was my favorite episode. The uh, Ultimate Fighting episode. Yeah. I thought it was the definitely the funniest Another thing we see happen is, like, there's a van crash between two vans. Um, that stuff, that whole beeline there is, sub- like, that all comes up earlier. But we know that Grace Ryan, you find out from dialogue, is competing with uh, d- 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 Darnell. I wrote her name Darnell down. Jones. Dar- 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 Daryl Darnell Jones? Is that what it is? Might be Darcel. Darcel Jones. Darcel Jones. That might be what it looks like I wrote down. leads a rival news team, Team yes. Jaguar. Are there yes. news teams? Were yeah. they news teams in the van? The one team no. was Grace Ryan's news team. Yeah, yeah. And one the team other, was cops. They, okay. they said they're the Department, Department of, of Labor. Labor. They're not cops, and they're armed for some reason. <laughs> that whole thing was hilarious. Let's just talk about that whole sequence because it's not really related to the story. But they're outside having some kind of weird war. It reminded me of like Anchorman when all the like news teams come to fight each other. Oh yeah. So yeah, I thought they were both I thought it was like the rival news teams van and Grace's van. But it turns out the Department of Labor mm-hmm. he gets out one of the guys, he shoots one of Grace's team. Yeah, as he lays there dying. And then he says, This is for Cody and then a second later, a dude walks up, and he hands a gun to him, and it's Cody. Yeah. And he's like, good luck taking the rap for this one, buddy. I need an ambulance. <laughs> I'll call you a hearse. This is for Cody. No! Dude, what are you doing? Um, hey, hold this. What? Cody, what did you do? Uh, what did you do? Hey, man, we're going down for this, Cody. That was hilarious. It was fantastic. Cody's this down. This is for Cody. I was like, who's Cody going to be? And like, literally, it was, oh, it was hilarious. Oh, okay, well, I feel like maybe you missed it. Um, both of the vans are monitoring the fight from outside. Yes. They cross their tubes and they end up monitoring each other. And then they yeah, both panic they both... when they think they've been like made. So they drive their vans into each other. Then a firefight ensues. Right. But, so it was um, all just a big misunderstanding. Cody's in the van when they get hit. And uh, then you hear him go, Cody's down. Which is like a recurring catchphrase of the show. Okay. And it actually pops up a lot in Archer now. Like, really? it's, it's hidden, like, on license plates and in books and things. Oh. Um, Cody, too. Look for that. But, uh, yeah, so he thought 
Maybe for a minute, I guess, that Cody was dead. I don't... Okay, I thought that was, like, he was just waiting for his opportunity to kill someone, and then he just, like, <laughs> wanted something cool to say. That is also Adam Reed. That's Wendell, the oh, labor board man. guy. I so totally he has, like, misread the... that scene. That was hilarious, though. So, uh, Killface bites off Barnaby's ear. That was really gross. <laughs> to make the fight look real. A la Mike Tyson. Oh, Ugh, that was gross. brutal. Uh, he starts attacking Killface's parenting skills, which I thought was hilarious. We haven't really talked about Simon. No, we haven't. There was the scene. So his son is... He has a brief scene with him in the pilot when he pushes that bowl of cereal off the camera. Oh my gosh. It's, I think it might be the second episode. But no, it's in was the, it the pilot? first one, and they were, they do a callback to it in the he finale. Did. It was so funny. And it made me laugh so hard. So yeah, when uh, Killface is talking to his son Simon... He's, you know, he's like, don't you dare push that bowl off the counter. Don't you dare. And then Simon just, like, sweeps it off and it smashes to the ground. And then their positions are reversed in the finale <laughs> where Killface just walks through the con- the kitchen and Simon's trying to eat his bowl of cereal and Killface just wordlessly just sweeps it off the counter. And, and they mo- he moves it, it so ground. slowly and you know it's going to come that he's going to drop it yeah. off the counter. Uh, but he's moving it extremely slowly. So, like, Simon has so much opportunity to stop it but because it was a great callback like and i don't even know if you'd remember that Mm -hmm. like from the first episode to the last episode if you had just watched it regularly does it happen more than those times it happens from time to time yeah i think those are the two big ones but like people are always eating cereal at that little kitchen island in Killface's penthouse (laughs) um simon himself is like a, a troubled youth in the first episode, there's a reference made to Arizona. Apparently, Killface and Sin and uh, Simon had to leave Arizona after some unnamed incident. And what did we say about snacks? Don't do it. Don't. Don't you push that bull's here on the floor? I'll go back to Arizona. We can't ever go back to Arizona! And he doesn't speak much. Like, he, he hardly says anything at all. Yeah. It's... <laughs> he looks, like a, like, a lot like his father. I mean, we have yeah, no idea who his mother is, but... He certainly uh, looks like a skeleton. He definitely looks oh. like a skeleton, but thankfully he's wearing clothes. Yes, which is so strange. He's wearing his school <laughs> uniform. Yeah, well, if you're going to go to school, you probably have to wear his I think he's at, like, a, he's at, like, a military school yeah, or something. so hilarious. punishment. So, Killface can't kill Barnaby because, like you said, they've become such close friends. He says, I won't kill my best friend. Yeah. Torpedo Vega steps in and says, you moved me today, Killface. I'm not a man who's easily moved and decides to let both of them go. All three of them go, including Simon. Yes. Yes. Who this entire time, by the way, is holding a rabbit with a bunch of knives strapped to it. (laughs) And then, uh, Darcel, like, runs by and like reveals herself in the crowd that she's the one that's been sitting with Grace the whole time. Mm-hmm. Steals the camera so that Grace can't. Uh, she won't win the Peabody. Do Grace. her story. Yeah, exactly. And that's when Killface sings the amazing best friend song. I don't know <laughs> if we can find that online, but we should definitely use that as our end song for this episode. Absolutely. If, if there's a recording of him <laughs> singing that song, <laughs> and then Barnaby reveals he's. Secretly, Xander Cruz. And he runs off, uh, leaving Killface outraged. Oh, yes. man, he was devastated. That's that's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's... Re- and then the whole... The final episode is just spent dealing with that. Yes. Killface feels totally betrayed by his best friend. It's called uh, Thrust Issues. So Xander's back so, in oh. charge of his company. 
and he holds a press press conference. There's rumors flying around that him and Killface are good friends now, mm-hmm. and he's trying to uh, make sure that nobody believes that's true. He makes another reference to his murdered parents. Oh, so yeah, which is always accompanied by that great cutaway gag, just to the photo of them and the oh, sad piano man. music. Yes, and then uh, Killface gives his list of complaints, which are. Valerie abandoned him. Yes. We see mm-hmm. her. Yes. In this episode, right? Yep, not the, she's in the this last episode. One. She's uh, escaped from Killface, gone rogue, and is now trying to kill him. She tries to assassinate him, and she accidentally shoots... Uh, Phil. Philip. He's Phil. His yeah. engineer, who's in a tux. He's lost a lot of weight. He's a billionaire Oh, and it was... Now. He's got yes. pickles. He's got pickles. He's Lots brought housewarming pickles. of pickles. And Phil was the one who stole the Annihilatrix right. from him. Right, so that's Killface's second complaint. Phil stole the Annihilatrix. Mm-hmm. So, what do we think? Okay, let's talk about that. For money, that was kind of my feeling. Yes. Of why so, you would do that. Well, he, he did he sell it to he... the Saudis for... What five twenty billion? billion? Yeah, he gets full price ticket price cash. He's holding the cashier's check. Oh, it's so ridiculous! He brings it to (laughs) Killface, the man he stole it from. But that doesn't seem like smart planning. No, no, no. Except for the fact that uh, after Killface tries to poison him, Phil has been. He's, he's like, I've been taking minor he's doses of it this whole yeah, time. Yeah, no, he pulls a Princess Bride mm. where he, uh, you know, where you poison both cups, but and you're immune to the poison. Also really funny because he could just kill him with yes. his hands or throw him anything other than poison. Yep. But instead he gets shot by Valerie, who's mm-hmm. wearing a geisha costume. Yeah. Still. And she's trying to, like we said, kill Killface, but she misses. And then Killface has the check for $20 million. No, and, he doesn't. Oh. The check... F- well, yeah, later he loses it when he's trying to exchange it with Xander. Oh, shit, that's when it happened. Sorry, I thought that happened there. Never mind. You were yes. correct. Uh, the third thing Killface is complaining about before Philip shows up, he says something about the perfidious sin. The has perfidious sin. Run off. Okay, did you understand that? It's Sin, his robot. Oh! Yes, that's her name, which I assume stands for Synthetic. That's why I thought she was a sex robot, because her name was Sin. That's pretty obvious, Hannah. Okay, so she's run off. Okay, I I couldn't. I watched that a couple of times and I couldn't understand. I was like, I, don't, I didn't either. I don't but, know what that means verbally. But, but um, okay, so the robot has run off. So she's sentient. She can do what she wants. She's her own person slash robot. Interesting. I like that. So why would she run away? Well, I don't know. Why do you think she ran away? That I don't know either. I well, let's see what else happens. There's also the exicles are off on their own. They seem to yeah. be completely divorced from Awesome X and Xander Cruz completely. now. Well, he sort of went underground, right? Like, we still haven't solved this Barnaby problem. But... No, and how long has he been Barnaby Jones? Yeah. And in this episode, it's, they also say that Xander Cruz appears in public after a lengthy absence. Yeah, he definitely disappeared, right? So I feel like that might be one of the reasons why the Exicles are off doing their own thing. Because mm-hmm. he sort of went underground and started hanging out with Killface, right? I mean, they didn't know that probably, but like, why is he wearing a blonde wig and pretending to be Barnaby Jones? Like, I just don't understand. Like, why did he do that that whole time? It's, uh, it's very interesting and a little intricate. Yes, I, I assumed. Um. You don't want to take any guesses? Well, I. Did you have any ideas? I feel like we, we sort of discussed it earlier, the fact that. The way the second episode ended was with the, him needing a supervillain. But okay. in order so to do that, he had to be his friend. But then... Yeah, to me, like I it, said before, I think you, 
you're right that it's it's that Killface is is too inept of a villain to be a, a profitable, you know, mm-hmm. adversary. Well, he cares about too many things, and he surrounds himself with people who aren't good at their jobs or loyal to him. Yeah, good call. Also, there's a lot of references to Simon being a weakness in these last episodes. Very true. Like, because Simon's constant... Like, the fact that he goes off to join that rabbit death fight. Yes. I mean, he's, well, he's totally out of control. They would never be in the sewers if Simon hadn't been kidnapped by this dude. Probably not. I, though I don't know if he was kidnapped. Or went yeah, there. They, That's Or just right. went there. Just, he says that he has him in his employ, in not his that he's like a evil clutches. Yeah, and uh, Torpedo Vegas is sort of acting like he might even be a better father mm-hmm. than Killface. <laughs> yeah, he might be. Yeah, well, I mean, we guys. don't know. Who knows? Um, to polish off the finale, uh, Xander Cruz finds out from torturing Stan that Stan had purchased the Annihilatrix. He'd sent some clones, who are revealed at this point to be the Saudis, to buy it from Phil. And uh, so Killface and Xander Cruz meet up to agree to exchange the Annihilatrix for the $20 billion. First, they have a hilarious cell phone call, which, was, again, was one of my favorite mm-hmm. scenes, where Killface said, Did you just say teabag? <laughs> which he didn't at all, but I don't know why. It just made me laugh. Their, their scenes together were my favorite when they were Killface and Xander. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so they go up to the top of the Annihilatrix to do the swap. Um, the swap goes horribly wrong, and the check flies away. Yes, he wants them to throw it to each other. Throw it. Yeah. And yes, he throws the piece of paper, which just flies away. Xander, meanwhile, Xander is supposed to have thrown the keys, and he doesn't. Yeah, of He course. says, I want to keep both of them. Yeah, he makes, he says a great line, Xander, I think one of my favorite lines in all the episodes was, you better think of something, because I'd rather be dead than poor. <laughs> and then he turns on the Annihilatrix. That's when he reminded me most of Archer with that, you know, I'd rather be dead than poor line. That was, I'm like, that's something Archer would say. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, then he accidentally uh, arms the Annihilatrix, I- and then, it was on purpose. He turns. Well, he he does. It's kind of like Archer, where he just does things without thinking them through. Like, like he's this just is like, really you just turn, turn on this like on? a car. <laughs> yeah, as, as he's turning the right. key. Yeah. I don't think he was like trying to send the Earth into no. the sun. I think he was just being moronic. Mm-hmm. But Simon then hits the launch button after after Killface puts in the um, the what's it called the failsafe code yes. into the machine, which is. It's Frisky Dingo. Frisky Dingo. Of course. Oh. Given the whole thing purpose. And I had a question about that. Did you say that? No, it's, it's a, it shows up on the computer. Frisky okay. Dingo, when he types it in, it's the... Because that was going to be one of my donut questions, because I was like, there was no reference in any of these episodes to why they would call this show Frisky Dingo. Interesting. I totally missed that. Originally, yeah. the show was going to be called Whiskey Tango. And it was going to be about oh, a group of sense. six superheroes. Not really, because then the whole... It was still going to be called Frisky Dingo. But it was going to be Killface. That was, is how he'd mock the Whiskey Tango Six. Right. He'd be like... He would never be able to remember their name. He'd be insulting them like, Oh, it's the Frisky Dingo. Gotcha. Team Frisky Dingo, whatever. Okay. So then he just kept it over as said. Cool. it in. Yeah, well, I was definitely wondering. I wanted to... I was hoping you knew. Because I was like... They didn't mention it. Frisky or dingoes. There Ever. was not a lot of sex going on. There was no dogs. So it's like, I don't understand. That's true. There's a very little sex, which is surprising. Yeah. You would almost mm-hmm. expect more. It's only only with the prostitute. Most of it's off screen. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the only incident. Um, and so the final shot of the finale of the first season is the Earth 
flying towards the sun. Yes, yeah, and well, the white screen. We know the Annihilatrix works. That's yeah. That's one thing we know. Um, <laughs> How will they save the world next? Hopefully, they have to team up in season two. Oh, will they? Okay. Will they still be? I guess. There's a season two. That's the thing, and and they. I know and from cont- IMDb that they continue to be the same characters. Yes, which I was like. I thought that's how they ended the season. Like, oh, the world is blown up, and next next season will be a... Well, we didn't see the world blow up. Well, no, it's you gone. You just see that it's been pushed, and then it fades to white. Yeah. You don't know if it makes it. You don't know what happens with the Annihilatrix. No. I mean, they, it could just backfire or not work. Push them further from the sun. <laughs> it gets really cold. Ice age. It all depends how far you go. It's yes. um, it's worth watching this. I like the second season even more than the first. Yeah, it's much more focused, and it like, it's got one big arc going throughout that is, uh, you know, it, it feels a little more uh, more planned than the first season. Yeah, we also we never, again, discussed the fact that this was a series canceled. Again, canceled show. Yeah, there's supposed mm-hmm. to be a third season. And they never got the renewal contract from Adult Swim, and um, Adam Reed and Matt Thompson's production company, 7030 Productions, or is it 3070? It is... 7030. Um, shut down over mm. this. Wow. It was on in 2006. October 2006 is when it premiered on Adult Swim. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get Adult Swim, so I never get to watch any of these shows. I know, it's the one channel I really miss living in Canada. Yeah. But, um, uh, did you guys see any of his other stuff? He was a writer on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. He create. he was, uh, he did Sea Lab 2021. I've know? seen a couple of those, I think. Okay. And Archer, obviously. Yeah. I, yeah, I really liked it. I'm I glad. Um, there was another scene in a Penultimate Fighting, which we didn't talk about yet. Okay. It was the dry cleaners surrounded by the tigers. Oh, the jaguars. It was jaguars, sorry, because, yes. Because Darcel Jones has disguised herself as this dry cleaner. Oh my god. Um, they're like, well, what's... The, there's a, Somebody says, well, what's happening with the real dry cleaner? And then it just cuts to him in his dry cleaning shop surrounded by Team Jaguars, Jaguars. I feel yes. like I missed something. They are I holding him captive because she was impersonating him. <laughs> yeah. So ridiculous. I don't know why she was hanging out with a dry cleaner in the first place. Or did she just randomly sit next to him? Um, He's more involved with the other people. Like with Grace Ryan and Xander Cruz and even Killface, actually. The dry cleaner? The dry cleaner. On the back of Killface's postcards. Do we see the dry cleaner before in the first two episodes? You see him in the first two, but only briefly. Okay. He becomes, he's more prevalent in the third. And then from there, he's just kind of like a side tertiary character. Okay. Right. But on the back of Killface's postcards are coupons for this dry cleaner. Ah. And that's his tie into the whole thing. Gotcha. Making them even stupider. Yes. As a marketing device. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, like, smaller characters that were hard to keep track of with yeah, there were. Stan and, and Philip and, um, they all seem to eventually turn on Killface or Xander or, you know, we're against them from the start. I don't know. There are no good people on this show. Yes. Which I I like that. It's like it's always sunny. So I think, um, do you guys have any other things that you want to talk about about what happened in the middle that we might have missed? The one that I have that I don't think we really talked about that much is what happened between Valerie and Killface. Like, how did she get away from him? Right. Uh, you see in those final episodes, um, I believe Simon takes that painting off the wall. 
and it shows oh, that yeah, like living a space. Hole in the wall. I was wondering about that. It's like a weird. It's got like a bed in it. Yeah, I thought it was like a cell that uh, Killface was making Simon live in. I believe. <laughs> I think that's where she was hiding. Well, where was he keeping her? Hiding in plain sight. I think. Well, he was. She was just like in one of the guest bedrooms of the penthouse beforehand. Oh. And then I think so she, she was, escapes she slash was vanishes. She was being kidnapped really well. She was as in, she was allowed to live a... Because he says that Sin runs off, maybe she escapes at the same time as Sin. I did not go back and rewatch the no, middle episodes. No, right. I remember the broad strokes. I didn't, I wanted to have like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just trying to like, uh, that's the only one out of all the questions I sort of had about... Like, she was the they... Perfect. State that Brent and Trent and Valerie are not there by their own choice. Yes. But she sort of acts like she is. I agree. She's, she's she pretty casual for a kidnapping. Yeah, to me, I thought, like, Brent and Trent had been, like, abducted, and mm-hmm. she was, like, Killface's assistant. That's how the vibe I, I got from that. it. Though it also doesn't feel like they're kidnapped, because they're so no. rude to Killface. <laughs> but Which they, gets them blown in half. They specifically say to him, you kidnapped us. So that's mm. why I was like, okay, they're douchey, but they didn't <laughs> yeah. really want to be there. Yeah. But with her, I, I, yeah, I just couldn't tell. So I was wondering, like, what, if there's some, um, something that pushes her over the edge. I mean, like, she's dressing like a geisha, she's, you know what I mean? Like, she, yeah. she does whatever she's told, and then she not only escapes, but comes back to murder him. I think she's just... Patient. She like bides her time until there's a moment to escape, and then she starts on a revenge kick. Yeah, um, she's an interesting character. Yeah, yeah, she's one of the better. She's probably the most interesting woman on the show, uh, except for Darcel Jones. Yeah, she's so cool. She's amazing. I'm um, Darcel Jones. I hate Grace Ryan. Oh really? She's so she's annoying. That case. She seemed super crazy. She, and she gets worse as the ants get into her brain. Oh Jesus. no! The more they, the more they eat. Uh, there's a great moment you guys miss where they show an x-ray of her head and it just looks like an ant farm going oh through my it. Oh Little like radioactive ants making tunnels. Wouldn't you die from radiation poisoning if you yes. have radioactive ants in your brain? In our world, yes. <laughs> okay. if, if the ants didn't kill you first. Just checking. I do, right. have, I do have one more question. Okay, then I have a question. Well, it's like, uh, what happened uh, in between the episodes that made Killface no longer want to set off the Annihilatrix? Well, it no longer belongs to him, no, first just, of all. That's right. Phil acquires it. But he gets it back at the end. Like, it's when when he he's trying to stop the thing See, from I, launching, and then Simon pushes it, and both of them are like, no! I don't know if Killface ever wanted to destroy the Earth. I it's, thought it was a blackmail device. Yes. Yeah, to me, yeah, that's a good point. Because in, in the very first episode, it, it, all he cares about is everybody knowing about it. He could easily, like blow up, you know, send the world into the sun and mm-hmm. not mention it to anybody. It would still happen. <laughs> but he's concerned about... That would about, make for a good show. Yeah, he's concerned about the, like, his message going far and wide, right? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's a blackmail device, you're right. Maybe and he's, like, clearly he's not really evil. And he's also clearly he, an alien. Maybe it's a world domination thing. Yeah. He intends on still using it. That's why he doesn't want it to go off. It's true. That's also true. That's also true. <laughs> um... I wanted to ask you guys, uh, especially Saskia, because I know you're a huge Archer fan, what gags you recognize from Archer? Oh. And what makes Xander different from Archer? Oh, dear. 
I, don't worry, I have like a little listicle of some good ones that you might recognize. Please go walk walk me through them. Okay, I'm just going to walk you through this. First of all, Lucky Yates, who plays Krieger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's uh, one of the Exticles. I re- recognized his voice. Uh, the guy doing the Russian voice for Ronnie, who's one of the Exticles, the one without pants. Yeah. Who's, uh, that's basically Nikolai's assistant. Didn't recognize, recognize that one. Archer. How about... There's... I feel like there's a huge crossover in cast. Oh, like, well, almost there's not. Identical. That's, that's about it. It's Adam Reed, Amber Nash, Lucky Yates, Matt Thompson. But who else is on the show? Frisky on, Dingo. On Frisky Dingo? I guess a lot of people. Uh, not, like, the, the cast list for Archer, because it's a longer show, better network, bigger budget. There's a lot more higher Huge. celebrities, bigger names. Uh, yeah, like, there's like some... Aisha and Chris Farnell. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Uh, Whereas Hamm. I didn't recognize any of the names in the credits for Frisky Dingo. Very few. Uh, I only knew most of them because I've seen the show before. Brendan. Brendan, Brendan Small. Yeah. But he's only in the first one. And mm-hmm. he's probably on Archer as well. I don't know if he's gone on yet. Yeah. But he's, um, he's a big Adult Swim talent. Uh, Xander Cruz has Train Island. Archer has Whore Island. Uh... Hero Sleeping with Prostitutes, all the cloned characters and the Boys from Brazil references. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the recurring lines, they are always saying boosh on Frisky Dingo, always saying sploosh on Archer. Right, but I, I feel like actual jokes that were used in Frisky Dingo, there's... Oh, yeah. Like actual lines? There's actual... There's whole gags. Um, there's a muff... Good gag that you didn't see, but will come in later, is uh, at a meeting, opening a briefcase, pretending to read from it, and then it shows it, and there's just like a muffin on a plate. <laughs> do you remember that from Archer? They do it in both. Almost identical. It's even like... a blueberry muffin in both, I believe. That's hilarious. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot. Big focus on... I just this moment got that. Oh, yes. the uh, When he when Killface realizes that PC means personal, personal computer, computer in 2006. Oh, that was a funny line. Yeah, you know what? There's radioactive ants in Archer. Krieger makes references to having radioactive ants. It's um, it's interesting. There's a lot of a lot of weird little moments. There's a blog out there that gonna, specifically I, just compares the I two. I believe you. Um, I wouldn't have noticed anything, but because I probably don't. Well, that's enough. You know, that's enough of a list. Yeah, right? no, it's a good list. I nothing. Yeah. I, th- I thought that maybe some stuff would pop up because you're such a. I know. You love Archer. I do. I mean, I think. What did you guys think? Do you think Archer? Do you prefer Archer or Frisky? Dick? Oh, Archer. Yeah. Okay. It, this, it's I hard feel to like see Frisky, an earlier like, show. I, I, I'd watch Frisky Dingo for sure, but I feel like it's not as. I don't know. if Develop is the right word. I don't know, it's interesting, because Archer is more... I find Archer to be more episodic than Frisky Dingo. It is. It doesn't have as big of an overarching storyline over a season. Which I really like. It's... But, I mean, Archer has more room to breathe. I like John yeah. Benjamin better. I preferred Frisky Dingo, because Archer's just a little bit too long. Oh, really? I think, it, again, it would do better in this, like, 11-minute format. And I definitely prefer Archer to... C-Lab? Xander Cruz. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I, I'll agree with that. The, yeah. Archer's way better than Archer. Archer is fantastic. We didn't see much of Xander. No, we didn't. I mean, we Xander got to doesn't see... get better. Oh. <laughs> he he just, does not get but better. But in his defense, we only saw him in the like the second episode mm-hmm. and then the last episode, because in the second last episode, he was Barnaby Jones. <laughs> and in the first one, he wasn't even there. 
But, uh, yeah, Archer's, well, I mean, again, he has more time and space to develop. I think, will you guys, are you guys going to continue, are you going to go back and watch the rest of the season? Yeah, we watch the rest of them. It's quite easy to watch and will not take long. So I I think I'll definitely enjoy it. My favorite part is just the writing. The jokes are just really funny, I think. And Killface is extremely... I'm so glad you guys. A lot of the choices he makes are hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Just I, I even think starting the episode with him just doing like a close up and him talking was a great way to start the show. And being naked. (laughs) As soon as they pulled back, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." (laughs) Yes, hilarious. I am so glad you guys like it. Total right move to have him like sitting in a chair, buck naked. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. No. Great. I believe the time. Uh, In that case, has come hilarious. for our next episode draw. Yeah, definitely. Let's see. Uh, let's let's pick a new show with Gusto. Okay, with Gusto. Gusto. So the numbers uh, have gone down a little. We are between one and one thousand and nineteen. I have a number. Oh, very well. Go ahead. I will go with five hundred and two. Okay, five hundred and two. I'm gonna go with uh, four ninety seven. 502-497. While Hannah's looking those up, um, I'm going to give you guys a little taste of what the second season of Frisky Dingo is. Oh my god. It is uh, Killface and Xander Cruz running against her. each other for president. What? That's yes. hilarious. It's a great plot. So. Okay, so 502, yeah. Saskia made the terrible decision. Terrible. What did you do? Choosing Enlightened. Which we've already seen an episode of. We saw more than one yep. episode, and that is the only show we've watched together that we have stopped. Maybe this is a good reason to go back. Nope. We never got to the finale, though, That's so we never. could watch that again. Maybe it was it'll so bad. together. The other show is called DCI Banks. DCI Bank. Crime drama. Gotta be a BBC show, right? Because it's like DCI Luther. Yeah. Right. Um, So that's gotta be something on the BBC. Uh, What does DCI stand for? I have no idea, but if we pick that one, we can find out. Yeah. Department of Criminal Investigation, maybe? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Um, So DCI Banks. The tenacious and stubborn DCI Alan Banks unravels disturbing murder mysteries aided by his feisty and ambitious young assistant, D.S. Annie Cabot. So, Detective Sergeant and DCI must be... Detective... Detective Chief Inspector? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Does it say how many uh, seasons or episodes there are? 26 episodes. It looks like one season 2010, but it doesn't list an end date. What? Um, Original air date, September 27th, 2010. What network? It's got to be on the BBC. Yeah. If there are 22 episodes a season? Doesn't list Maybe it's 22 episodes total, and there was like a couple seasons. I'd rather check that out than watch Enlightened. I would as well. Yeah, let's uh, let's go with something we don't know. All right, DCI Banks it is. DCI Thank you guys Banks. so much for listening to TV Donuts. It's as been always, a lot of fun. we really appreciate it. We love you all. Uh, um, yeah, definitely. So, uh, check us check out, out on online. Twitter. We're yes. at, uh, on many different We got a sites. Twitter account that's at TV Donut. We're on Facebook. We got a little page up there. Um, you can subscribe on, to us on iTunes or just on SoundCloud. And yeah. um, please leave comments, review, share, whatever. It all we uh, really are helps us. 
literally going to go get some donuts now. Yes. And then watch Orphan Black. Yeah. Which uh, we just found out, came back, uh, Hannah told us. I did not just find it out. I knew it all along. (laughs) So it's time for some clones and some uh, sugar. This is very exciting. So we will talk to you next time. Donuts out. Bye. 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 Got it stuck in your brain that I murdered somebody. What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. I have it here. I got hate in my heart. Hate in my stomach. CEOs make me vomit. I'm in the belly of the beast and it made me a beast. It's too much to stomach. You haven't done enough. I might be ashamed of that for not doing enough. For not giving enough. For not being more perceptive. For not being aware enough. We're not understanding. Understanding the trap's just a trap. And when the government gets you, it's a wrap. I entered the facility a drug dealer. One month in, a nigga tried me, now I'm a killer. Nigga tried a nigga manhood. So I load a pillowcase up with some canned goods. Couple locks, couple deep batteries. Beat that motherfucker way past the soap battery. Savagely beat his ass to a casualty. Sick that prison pump to his mama in a casket, chief. Now the prison chaplain with a chaplain me. Told me confess sins, it'll be alright. I told him fuck him the warden and his wife Christ.